0: And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot studios in beautiful Arizona, Your
1: Car Insiders.
2: Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. And I'm the host of the show, and as always, the easiest way to reach me, it's by phone. It's area code 602-525-1370. You know, I, I, I don't mind when somebody sends me an email, but when they send me an email and I respond to the email, hey, it's probably a little bit easier if we discuss this over the phone, and they send another email, and... I respond with, hey, I'd be happy to help you. Here's the answer to your question, but it might be easier if we speak on the phone. When they send the third email, it's time to just not respond anymore, okay? I'm not an email person. I do not mind speaking to people on the phone. I'm not a giant texter. I'm not a giant email person, but if you'd like my help, all you need to do is reach out. It's 602-525-1370. Before we get started, I want to send out a very special thanks to b and Auto Sales, located at 15225 North 32nd Street in Phoenix, Arizona, 602-722-9151. And if you're looking for a used commercial vehicle, I can't think of a, a place that I would, wouldn't start my search at other than this dealership. You know, and it's kind of funny. I have a gentleman that I've helped get a vehicle there. And he had called me last couple of weeks ago it's 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 weeks now, a couple of weeks ago, and he was looking for another commercial vehicle. And he was not super, super picky, you know, just didn't want something with more than eighty thousand miles on it, and you know, wanted something that had a ladder rack on it. Not necessarily for ladders, but for transporting materials that he uses, uh, that he installs into people's homes. And the funny thing was, he kept, every time I found something, can you keep looking? Can you keep looking? Can you keep looking? And I kept looking like an idiot. And finally, I called him one night and we were talking, and I hear in the background his wife say, We don't need a new truck. Folks, if you're going to call me and you want my help, please make sure all the decision makers are on board. And if you ask me to look for something and I should find something for you, whether you like it or not, I just ask for a little common courtesy. Say, Gary, you know what? That's not quite what we're looking for. Or, you know, that would be great. I mean, I I just, you know, I don't sit in front of the computer staring, looking for cars for people all the time if it's somebody that I've helped in the past. But what I'm all I'm going to ask is if you know what you want and you'd like my help and all the decision makers are on board, I will be happy happy to try to help you. And my number again, it's 602-525-1370. You know, with everything that's going on, you know, I always say, can't imagine, you know, can't, can't believe I just heard that. Well, I had one the other day that was kind of interesting. Gentleman called me up and he was referred by somebody in his office that I'd helped numerous times. And that person referred somebody in the office that I'd helped before. I've also helped this person's family members and other clients. Well, I had he had one of his co-workers call me the other day and he mentioned a company that he had looked at a car at and I mentioned that, you know, as a matter of fact, you have to be very careful buying cars there because they sell a lot of auction-purchased Lemon Law buyback vehicles. And he said, yeah, you know, we, we finally figured that out when we were there. He said, now, we did find another car at another dealership. I said, okay, that's great. Can you help us? I said, I absolutely can help you. I know the guy that runs the dealership. Well, the problem that we have is we can't go till next Saturday. And this was on Monday. Well, it's a used car or a new car. A dealership's not going to hold a car for you unless you buy the car, okay? I have a gentleman that actually is part of the radio station. He found a a vehicle at a dealership. He was out of town. He asked me to go look at the car, As Soon as I looked at the car and he said, I I told him the car was okay. he bought the car and they held the car till he got back in town and brought them the money to pay for the car. But the funny thing with this gentleman was he actually said to me, well, since I found the car and I eliminated that part of the process for you, do you discount your fee? I'm going to make this really simple. My fee is four hundred dollars and I only collect four hundred dollars if I help you buy a car. If you think finding the car is the hardest part of the transaction, you are—you don't need my help. You're way too smart if that's what you think the hardest part is. Now, when he said that to me, rather than getting annoyed, and I do this, if, if it's not going in a way that it's conducive for either one of us, whether I can't benefit you, I get off the phone. I just get off the phone. It's no, it's no fun. I'm too busy to deal with somebody that wants to know if I will negotiate my fee. And what I should have said to him was, "You invest people's money. If I know how I want to invest my money in what stocks I want to invest my money in, are you going to discount your fee? Okay, I'm not a shopping service. I help people buy cars." Easiest way to reach me. It's 602-525-1370. Want to send out a very special thanks to Joey Staples and his team at Earnhardt Honda. And, you know, speaking of, you know, the the dealerships, you know, the biggest problem that the dealers are having right now, believe it or not, is getting cars to the dealership. Okay, It's, it's crazy the things that are going on. I found an article, somebody sent it to me, and I thought it was very important helping people understand this. And it's an article that was in a labor magazine, and it's from July 25th, 2022. There's been an an emergency board appointed to help resolve the labor dispute for the rail workers. And The labor, the workers are basically stating, and I quote, we have the ability to stop the trains from moving. After waiting over two years to secure a new contract and still reeling from the impacts of Wall Street ordered cost cutting measures, 115,000 beleaguered workers who operate the nation's freight rails are inching closer to a possible strike, which could come as soon as September. In an effort to drive down operating expenses and reward their wealthy shareholders, in recent years, railroad companies have implemented precision-scheduled railroading, or PSR, a version of just-in-time lean production that centers on reducing the workforce and closing facilities. For years, they cut and cut and cut. It didn't matter which department or terminal. It was indiscriminate, said an Idaho-based locomotive engineer with Union Pacific. Over the past six years, the major Class 1 railroads like BNSF, Union Pacific, CSX, and North Fork Southern have slashed their collective workforce by 29% approximately 45,000 workers, leaving the industry woefully understaffed and putting extra strain on workers already accustomed to long, irregular hours. Meanwhile, the railroad companies remain highly profitable, with owners raking in $183 billion in stock buybacks and dividends to since 2010. Since January of 2020, two coalitions of 12 rail unions, dubbed the United Rail Unions, have been in negotiations with major railroad companies. The unions include include the Teamsters, uh, locomotive engineers, sheet metal, air, rail, and transportation workers. With bargaining kept behind closed doors, few specifics of the negotiations have been made public. I'm not going to keep reading the entire article, but what I want people to understand... Is if the trains go on strike, what we've seen so far that's going on with the trains is nothing compared to what's going to come behind that. You know, someone called me the other day and they wanted to know if I had a different dealership I could refer them to. And this is something people need to really understand. You take your car into the dealership for service, and they tell you, hey, we figured out what's wrong with your car. However, the part's back ordered. Come get your car. They don't want your car sitting there while they're waiting for the parts. And normally, when one dealership can't get a part and the other dealership doesn't have the part, they probably can't get the part Either. It is unbelievable. I mean, I have a friend of mine that owns a body shop, and he was telling me he had a car that he was done with, completely painted, waiting for a little, little sensor that was about an inch long. Okay? Without the sensor, the car doesn't do what it needs to do. Three weeks he waited for the part. It is not just the cars that are being. Hit with all of this stuff. I was in Costco yesterday and the dog food that I buy, and normally they have 60 bags of it sitting there, they didn't have one. So I ended up having to buy a different dog food. I'm just fortunate that, you know, my dogs aren't very picky and they eat whatever that's put in front of them. But folks, understand it isn't just microchips, it isn't just these things that were caused by COVID, we now have issues in place that are affecting the delivery of vehicles, whether it's from the ports, whether it's from the trains. It's all about the inability for cars to get delivered to the car dealerships. I want to send out a very special thanks to Adam Breen and his team at Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale you know we were talking about cars not showing up and it was kind of funny that five cars that I was waiting for showed up in a three-day period with at the Hyundai store and I was there and I I had a radio show listener that called me and said hey I'm trying to buy a car and it just seems really hard and I said you know if you don't mind could you meet me at 10 o'clock in the morning And we showed up, we met at the dealership, and we walked out to a car, a vehicle, and it happened to be a Hyundai Tucson. And his wife really liked the car, and she wanted to know what other colors it was available in. And it was available in that color because that was the only one they had available for about the next 30 days. My name's Gary Green. I'm here to help you buy a car. I am not selling you anything. It is a very, very, very difficult time to be
1: Valley.
2: Welcome back to Your Current Size on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name's Gary Green, and the easiest way to reach me it's area code 602-525-1370. Very special thanks to Shad Sassan and his team at Rodeo Kia in Avondale, Arizona. You know, I always tell people I don't have a problem going anywhere. But if I do know that it's going to be a touchy situation or it's not going to go well, I don't like going to those places. So there was a dealership that I found a car at that I hadn't probably visited in seven years and it was a used truck and it was probably the best price truck that we could find used online and the gentleman that and I were talking and, and I don't know where he worked his math But when I explained to him how the math actually worked, he explained to me, now I get it. So he said to me, we really want to go look at that truck. And just to give you an idea what I do for people, the truck was 100 miles from my house round trip. And I figured if they were willing to take a ride and they were willing to go out there, I'd be happy to go out there as well. And if we drive all the way out to the dealership, and the truck is sitting in the middle of a dirt lot that's across the street from the dealership. I asked the salesman, hey, can you run the car through the car wash? And he said, well, I can't run it through the car wash because I'm not comfortable taking something this big through the car wash. I'll have one of the lot attendants do it. So when the folks showed up, we, I showed them the truck, and they had a little infant with them. And the wife went for a test drive and the husband held on to the child. When the wife came back, the husband went for a ride. And it's a 2018 Chevrolet pickup truck. It was a Z71 LT. And the wife started to ask me about, well, does it have any of the safety features? So I started asking her, are you talking about blind spot monitors? Yes. You're talking about lane departure warning. Yes. Are you talking about adaptive cruise control? Yes. Are you talking about rear cross traffic alerts? Yes. And I'd written everything down. I said, now, just to let you know, all of these items, none of them are in the truck. And when the husband got back from the test drive, I said, you need to talk to your wife because she's really, really, really concerned about having these safety features. And this truck has none of them. And we looked at a brand new vehicle at the dealership was an SUV that was actually less money than the brand new truck. So they were talking back and forth and all of a sudden the husband walked away and he says, you know, I really want to do this for my husband. They were buying the truck in the wife's name. I want to buy the truck. I'm okay without, you know, it's got airbags, it's got anti-lock brakes, it's got this, it's got that. It's a nice truck. He really likes it and I like the truck. So we proceeded to fill out a credit application and we pulled her credit. And as I always tell people, the credit score that you think you have is not what the bank's going to look at that the dealership pulls. Now, this girl had credit scores that ranged from 637 to 725. The problem was the auto score nine was the high credit score, and not very many banks use that score. So, when we sent the loan to one bank, it got approved at 12%. When we sent the bank, the loan to another bank, now these are the ones that are using the 630 credit score. And it's an older vehicle. It's an 18. Well, long and short, one of the gentlemen was a sales manager that I knew. And he said, Gary, let's let's do this. So we sent it to two credit unions. And one of the credit unions actually uses the AutoScore 9. And they came back and they basically said, AutoScore 9, she was approved at less than 4.5%. Made a monstrous difference in what her monthly payment was going to be. And the sad part is she probably would have bought the truck at the higher interest rate, but she would have had a higher payment than she had before getting the lower rate and leaving with the car, not only with the vehicle, also gap insurance, and also a three-year 36,000-mile extended service contract with the zero deductible these are the things that I can help people get done I have the patience originally what they wanted to do was stick her in the car at the seven, at the at the payment at the higher interest rate oh and if we get something lower we'll call you Gary doesn't do that I don't play that game I have never left a car dealership with a client that's loan was not approved. And I when I say that, I had a young lady one day that was willing to put $15,000 down and buy a new Mazda. And her loan was approved. However, when they sent the contract in, it got kicked because she didn't make enough money She didn't qualify for the payment that she had because she was a first-time buyer and they're very strict on what the percentage of your payment can, what your payment can be percentage-wise to your income. So the sales manager calls me and tells me what's going on. I said, hey, it's not a problem. It's really simple. I can fix that. All I need to do is give her a call. Remember, Johnny, she was going to put 15000 down. You're having a problem with this because there's no money down. How much money down does the girl need to put down to get to the payment at the 1.9%? 2500 bucks. So we agree that we're going to go to the dealership, re-sign, and put the $2,500 down. Now, not only does the $2,500 go down, so does the payment go down. So, about 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from the girl. She's hysterical crying. Because while I was talking to the business, the, the sales manager, the finance manager called the dealership, called the girl from the dealership, had the girl in tears. She told her, I got great news. I got you approved with no money down. Your payment goes up. But you're approved and you still don't have to put any money down. When she said the payment goes up, she was trying to bump the girl's payment close to 50 bucks a month. All the girl had to do was put the $2,500 down when she was originally willing to put 15 grand down. It was one of the worst experiences I've ever had in the business office at a car dealership. When I went back, I don't send the girl there by herself, I go with her. Not only did the payment go down, but now the finance manager is talking to her about how expensive the keys are, and she needs to, needs to, and she insists that she buys to protect herself, a key replacement plan for about $1,200. So I just kind of asked her to do me a favor, take her $2,500 Reflect the $2,500 on the contract to lower her payment, and we're okay with everything she bought the other day. We don't need to add anything else to the contract. When you buy a car, understand that when you buy the car, it is subject to final lender approval. They can call you at any time to tell you that they need to make changes to the contract. When can you be here? We're going to talk about that in the next segment. I'm Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. And as always, the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370.
1: Valley.
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on to patriot Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm the host of the show. Area code 602-525-1370. It's absolutely the easiest way to get a hold of me. Uh, I want to send out a very special thanks to David Garcia and Alex Medina at Rodeo Ford. They truly understand what it is that I'm trying to do when I help a client purchase a vehicle. You know, there's something that I want to I talk about because it's it affects people, okay? When you go in to a car dealership and you buy a car and you sign the paperwork, one of those pieces of paper that you sign states that you understand that this paperwork is subject to final credit approval. Now, the other thing that you want to remember is that you sign a contract and on that contract, It talks about the ways the contract can be changed. Contract can't be changed. So in the event they call you and they have great news, when can you be here and you need to go in and re-sign some paperwork, it's the time to really watch what's going on. And what I will tell people is when you go to the Attorney General's website and you go to car buying, the first thing that it says is there is no three-day cooling off period. Or what they call right of rescission. I will tell you this, though. If you don't like what they're presenting to you, you now have a decision that you don't have to buy the car. I've seen things happen when people decide they don't want to buy the car. All of a sudden, the dealership gives you a hard time giving your down payment back or they do something along the lines that they tell you they sold their trade your trade in. Now, if they sold your trade in, you are sitting in the driver's seat. So I got a phone call and this is probably five, six years ago from a friend of mine's ex-girlfriend. And she tells me what happened to her son. And I did some research on the transaction. And I guess what happened was the son went to the dealership. They put him in a car that they knew they could never, ever. There was no possible way he was going to get approved. He makes $25,000 a year and his car payment was over 700 a month. You don't normally budget for that payment at $2,000 a month. Well, the kid got the phone call, when can you be there? Well, when they brought the kid back in, what they were trying to do was convince his mother to cosign. Mom was not interested in that, and now the problem began. The trade-in was gone. The dealership sold the trade-in. That's a monstrous problem for the dealership. Somehow it slipped through, and they, they, they sold a car on a deal that wasn't done yet, and the title wasn't clear. So I explained to the mom, this is what you probably need to do, and you can probably go into the dealership. It's going to be hard to get your car back, but you can get some kind of financial compensation, And when I say financial compensation, there's a dollar amount that they gave you for a car for your trade-in, and you can go ahead and ask for a little bit more than that to compensate you better than what the car was. And I gave her an idea what that number should be, and it was more than twice what the trade allowance was. Well, she calls me the next day and said, that didn't go very well. They asked me to leave. I said, well, what happened? She says, well, when I went in there, I sat down with the general manager and I told him what I wanted. And he said, I'm really sorry, but at this point, I can't really help you. Here's our legal counsel. She asked for five times because she told me I wanted to make it sting for what they did to my son. Well, the part that she didn't understand was not only was the dealership, 100% wrong in what they did. Her son was 100% fraudulent when he traded in his mother's car. He didn't own the car that he traded in. So when I told her, "You, you need to be very careful with what you do because of the fact your son signed off on a car that he doesn't own. Well, they tried to say that to me and I told them not to go down that road. Well, if you got to the point where it went to court and the judge asked your son, the lawyer asked your son a question, you can't stand up and say, your honor, don't let them ask my son that question. Okay. Now, She went back. She did exactly what I said. And guess what? She signed the title over and left for the check for the exact amount that I told her. Okay, there's a right way, a wrong way of doing business. I try to deal with the dealerships that do business the right way. The dealership that her son went to is one of the few dealerships in town that I wouldn't step foot in if it was the last car on the last day of the world. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm the host of the show, and I want to send out a very special thanks to Rich Deshitis and Troy at Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. If you remember a few weeks ago, I talked to you about vehicles, uh, Carvana having their license taken away uh, or suspended in Illinois. So here's an article that I found, and if you live in Florida, the number of options for online car buying may be shrinking. The state's Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles filed complaints against online retailer Carvana citing title delays as the reason. News Channel 8 reports that the state had filed two complaints, one with 25 counts and one with 8. Florida officials claimed that Florida, that Carvana did not meet the state's 30-day requirement to complete transfer, title transfers. Some customers waited more than 100 days, and as Channel 8 notes, one person waited 253 days for the title. Florida gave Carvana 21 days to respond and could revoke the company's dealer's license in the state. Carvana could also end up paying a settlement reaching $33,000, $1,000 for each count. Carvana has been in hot water in Florida before. A few months ago, the state issued a deadline to transfer past due titles, but ultimately backed down after Carvana churned through some of its backlog. Illinois has taken similar but stronger actions against the company. In July, the state banned from Carvana from selling cars for the second time, stating that it had been properly used out-of-state in temporary tags, and delayed title delivery. The action followed a similar issue just a month earlier. The convenience of buying a car and having it delivered to your doorstep can't be overstated, but the sting of poor customer service lings after the joy long after the joy of the new car fades. Reviews of the company on consumer affairs look to be split between five and one star ratings with a few scattered in between. Many of the worst reviews focus on title transfer times and administrative issues, but more than a few relate to damaged or improperly described vehicles and delivery delays. The company appears to have responded to several and some customers report receiving cash reimbursements for cleaning or repairs, but the title delays remain a significant problem for Carvana. It is not just Carvana. Okay? It's it's an issue. It just seems to me that they're going after Carvana because they're such a big fish to fry. You know, I don't help people buy cars through Carvana, through CarMax, through Vroom. I'm not a fan of these online buying services. I'm just not. I'm, I'm an old school car guy. I'm not afraid of going to go into a car dealership. And it scares me when I listen to someone who's talking about the great deal that they got at CarMax or the great deal that they got at Carvana. You know, you need to really look at what you're paying for the car. They don't negotiate. They don't negotiate their rates. I don't know who backs their warranties. I don't know. I don't care to know. It's not anything I'm going to research because it's not anything I want to get myself involved in. You know, I was in the Jeep dealership one day and I'm helping somebody take delivery of a car and there was a gentleman there And you could see the disgust on his face. And he was talking to the service director. And the service director was explaining to him, Hey, I can't help you with the problem on your car. The vehicle does not have the factory radio installed. And the installation of this radio seems to be what created the problem. Now, There's all these things talking about your warranties voided if you should have aftermarket things installed in your vehicle. So on Jalopnik, Harley-Davidson threatens to cancel warranties over aftermarket parts. Now, they're being sued in California and Wisconsin from owners who claim the motorcycle company threatened to void their motorcycles warranties if they don't pay for service at the Harley Davidson dealerships using factory parts. I don't want to say whether they're right, whether they're wrong. I will tell you this. If you have a brand new car, my motorcycle has never been serviced anywhere other than the Harley Davidson dealer, and my Dodge has never been serviced anywhere other than the Dodge dealership. Uh, But we were talking about the titles. So I was talking about Carvana, and I was talking about these issues. It's not just Carvana, and it's not just Florida. It's not just Illinois. Here's an article from August 15th by Joe Knows. When you buy a car and pay for it in full, you expect to get the title proving you own it. But more Arizona buyers are saying that's not happening. And the long delays involving various businesses are causing hassles for people. We paid them to handle the title and stuff like that, the gal said. She bought a 2011 Malibu. And I'm not mentioning the car dealership because it's actually a pretty reputable dealership that's just having a problem. Most important thing when you're having an issue, you need to make sure you're speaking to the right person. Okay, when I have clients that try to fix things by themselves and they try to work on it for three weeks, a lot of times I can get it handled in five minutes. So for a year and a half, she's worried. She didn't have her title for a year and a half. What if she wanted to sell the car the dealership went out of business or if she was in an accident. If something happens to my car, it gets hit towed, I actually can't get it out because it's actually not under my name. She's absolutely correct. If your car gets impounded, you better be able to prove you own the vehicle. And when I say impounded, towed. Then there are temporary tags that expire and he has to constantly renew. She says every time she tries getting answers from the dealership, she's led to the same woman. Stop speaking to the same person. That's all I can say. Either go into the dealership and say you want to speak to the general manager or the controller. And if the reception asks you what it's in regards to, you tell the receptionist, I'm really not interested in explaining to you what my problem is because once I explain the problem to you, you're going to get me to the person that can help me and I'm going to have to explain it to them all over again. I cannot stand one of my big pet peeves. Screening phone calls. If I call a car dealership and I ask for somebody specifically... And they say, can I tell them what it's in regards to? One of two things happens. I tell them it's one of three things. I said, really rather not share that? I'd rather just speak to the person or I hang up and call back. She took her back to the dealer looking for answers. She says it's a place she's been many times. The sales manager got an earful from both of us. She didn't get any help for a year and a half. She paid cash. How could she still not have her title? Arizona law states dealers cannot sell a vehicle without having a title except under a few circumstances. They gave no details, but they blame the California DMV for the delay. So we asked the DMV and the Arizona Department of Transportation to investigate her case, and they did. The good news is she has her title. She got the proof of ownership she should have had more than a year ago. I can say it's my car, it belongs to me. California DMV says when they were made aware of the issue, they completed the paperwork and a new title was sent. One of the radio show listeners who sends me articles every once in a while sent me this article. This was more about the DMV than the dealership. But please, if you're having a problem at a car dealership and you're dealing with the same person, deal with somebody different. Okay, because this poor girl got the runaround with something that if she'd have been dealing with the right person or known who to speak to, she probably would have got the problem fixed in way less than a year and a half. The dealership was issued a citation. However, it's up to the court whether any civil penalties were imposed. As for the specific issues with the delay would be needed, as for specific issues with the delay, would need to be addressed by the dealer. Again, we do appreciate you bringing this to our attention so it could be resolved for the customer. She doesn't know what took so long. She's just happy to finally have her title. It's a huge weight off her shoulders. We're here for more car, car buyers having title issues with different businesses. We're looking into that, the law, and the penalties. There's always all kinds of issues, and it's one of the things that you need to be really, really careful with when you're buying a car that is has a lien on it and you're buying it private party. You have to hope that at the end of the day that when you pay the car off, the title actually comes to you, not the person that you paid off. I had somebody that did that. We, we talked about it once, and when the title showed up at the... People's house that sold the car, they actually had the nerve to tell the girl, we want another thousand dollars to release the title. And I explained to the very nice people that it's really simple. I have a bill of sale that shows you sold the car. If you'd be happy to write it down in writing that you would not release the title without another thousand dollar payment, I'll be happy to call the police and see what they think about it. I am not a fan of helping people buy cars private party. I'm certainly not a fan of helping people sell their cars private party. I do that on a very, very, very limited basis. You know, one of the things that is going on right now, and I thought it was a pretty interesting article, slower selling cars may offer big savings. Okay, They might be slower selling, but there's really not big savings on anything. What we think, there's nothing, nothing terribly wrong with the Ford Escape. However, there's nothing particularly great about it, especially when also Ford also sells the far more interesting and similarly sized Bronco Sport alongside it. We wouldn't turn a great, down a great deal on the new Escape, but we would spend a few dollars more to buy a Mazda CX-5, Volkswagen Tiguan, as well as the after after-mentioned Bronco Sport. So Ford Escape is one of the cars that they say has been sitting around. I've never had anybody ask me about a Ro- Alfa Romeo Giulia sitting on the lot because I've never had anybody ask me about buying one. Chevrolet Bolts, their electric car. Volkswagen S- XC60, I actually helped somebody find one and believe it or not, there was only one in the country in the, co- in the color combination that she wanted. Next vehicle on the list was the Ram 1500 Classic, which is the older body style still made in a new truck. Dodge Durango, I've seen plenty of those sitting on dealerships lots. I don't know why this is in there. It's a commercial vehicle, Chevy Silverado 4500 HD. Ford Mustang, I have not seen a lot of those sitting on the car lots. Nissan Titan, Ford EcoSport, and last but not least, the slowest new vehicle selling. So the article was Ford Escape, Alfa Romeo Giulia, Chevrolet Bolt, Volvo XC60, Ram 1500 Classic, the Dodge Durango, Chevy Silverado, Ford Mustang, Nissan Titan and Ford EcoSport. What I'm going to tell you folks, if you're out looking for a car and you finally find something that you would like to buy and the car's there and you think it's a decent deal but maybe not a great deal, but you need to buy a car. My advice to you, okay? Free advice to you. Don't leave Hey, I can't tell you how many people that I have spoken to in the last six months that we talked about a car over the phone, and they call me two days later. Well, the car was gone within five minutes after telling that dealership that the car, they weren't sure what they wanted to do. If the car's there and you need to think about it, remember somebody else probably already thought about it. My name is Gary Greenham, the host of the show, Your Car Insiders. And the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. There's a contact page on the Your Car Insiders website. If you fill out that contact page, I will get an email. I pretty much can assure you that within 24 hours, you're going to get some kind of a response from me. I do not, I repeat, I do not get emails to my phone. I check my emails when I'm home constantly, but only when I'm in the house. So if you if you want a quick response from me, please, 602-525-1370. I want to send out a very special thanks again to Joey Staples and his team at Earnhardt Honda, Adam Breen and his team at Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale, Chad Sasan, his team at Rodeo Kia, David Garcia, Alex Medina, Rodeo Ford in Goodyear, uh, Rich and Troy at Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen. I want to help thank all the people that helped me help my clients get the best car deal at the hardest time I've ever seen for people to have to try to buy a car. Once again, easiest way to reach me, 602-525-1370. Once again, 602 525 1370. I'll be back again next week and I want to thank everybody for listening to the show.